Oh, listen, church, all who have ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Hear the word of the Lord. A new day is dawning upon the remnant church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church that Jesus is building. God declared through the prophet Isaiah, the former things have all now come to pass. Now I will do a new thing. Will you be aware of it? Oh, friends of God, believers in Christ, that is the question God is posing to you today. The cloud of God's Spirit is moving. Will you move with it? Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. The new series we begin today is entitled, Now I Declare New Things. Now I Declare New Things. That title is taken from the first passage of our three foundation scriptures, Isaiah 42, 9. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things before they spring forth I proclaim them to you. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Isaiah 48, 6 through 8, I proclaim to you new things from this time, even hidden things which you have not known. They are created now and not long ago. And before today you have not heard them, so that you will not say, Behold, I knew them. You have not heard, you have not known. Describing himself in the last book of the Old Testament, God said through the prophet Malachi, I am God, and I change not. Because he is and always has been perfect, God himself never changes. In fact, if he ever changed, he would cease from being God, because that change would signify prior imperfection. Nevertheless, 
while he himself does not change in his dealings with his mankind creation, the world system, and the church that Jesus is building, our Father God is a God of new things. Unlike humans, who as a whole are change-averse, God specializes in constant change and is never static but rather is forever instituting change, breaking molds and casting new ones. God is the God of new things. In the establishment of his kingdom on earth, he is forever declaring new things before they spring forth. Regarding paradigms and patterns, he is establishing. Repeatedly throughout his word, God informs us that everything he does on earth, he does by first speaking it, declaring it, proclaiming it through his surrogate spokesman. Then the word he declares shall not return to him void without accomplishing the purpose for which it was sent. He always performs what he promises and proclaims. Notice again what God says in these three passages from the book of Isaiah the prophet. In chapter 48, verse 6, he says, I proclaim to you new things from this time, even hidden things which you have not known. Then in Isaiah 42, 9, God says, Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. We, the body of Christ, need to know the new things God is declaring in this last hour. Hebrews 1.3 speaks of the word of his power. That means that all of God's power is dynamically unleashed or released through the words he speaks forth, verbalizes, declares, decrees, proclaims. When God proclaims, dunamis power is released to perform his words. We could say it this way. God's word is a dynamo of power. God declares or proclaims in order to perform or bring into existence what he is speaking. What he proclaims, he performs. Because what he proclaims is his purpose, and his word shall not return unto him void without accomplishing the purpose for which it is sent. The collective church, as well as each believer, needs to know what the purposes and plans of God are, and then plug their lives into them. God's power flows from, out of, and into His purposes. If you want the power of God operating in your life or in your church or ministry, you must plug into the purposes and plans of God. But you cannot plug into the purposes and plans of God unless you know what they are. The greatest need of every believer in this hour is to know the purposes and plans of God and the new things God is proclaiming through his surrogate spokesman to the church are his purposes and plans. Secondly, God declares something because he wants us to know it. He wants us to know it 
so that we can bring it to pass in our personal lives as well as upon the earth, in particular, in the physical territory we occupy on terra firma, that is, every place our feet shall trod. You see, the fact of the matter is, the word of God, the truth, has no power in the life of someone who does not know and understand it. Colossians 1 6 tells us that the word of truth is constantly bearing fruit, but only in the lives of those who understand it. Jesus taught us that it is what we know of the truth that will set us free. If you abide in my word, you are truly disciples or learners of mine, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, he declared in John 8, 31 and 32. Though the truth is a dynamo of power that surely possesses the power to set anyone free from what they are possessed with that is not of God, it can only do so for those who know and understand it. The undeniable fact is that the majority of the seven billion of people alive right now at this very moment around the world are not free. They are bound by sins, habits, sicknesses, diseases, demons, and curses upon their lives that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary to liberate them from. Liberation or freedom has come. It has been sent. But those billions of people alive right now on the planet are not free. Why? Because it's not the truth that sets free, that is, automatically by virtue of its mere existence. Rather, it's what we know of the truth that sets us free. And how shall they know unless a preacher is sent? Romans 10, 14 through 15. How shall they understand unless a teacher is sent? Friend, if I may be so bold, we, I, this program, has been sent to you to teach you the truth so that you can understand it, to preach or proclaim to you the truth of God's word so that you can know it. And you know what? God is sending us, along with many other outstanding ministers, around the world to proclaim the truths of the cross of Christ and the freedom it has brought us. And you need to be a part of that sending forth. You may not be able to go yourself but you can surely be a part of the sending forth by becoming a partner to support worthy, God-anointed, God-appointed, God-sent ministries like this one. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? Time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if He would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLMINC to make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. Conversely, what we do not know keeps us bound in unseen chains and shackles confined behind invisible prison bars, limited in boundaries of our own human faults and frailties, and living in destruction, devastation, and natural as well as spiritual defilement. What you do not know can destroy you. No, let me rephrase that. What you do not know is destroying you. What you know of the truth is liberating you right now, but what you do not know is destroying you. Jesus finished that passage of Scripture I mentioned by saying, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed, John 8.36. That means, not in theory, not in principle, but indeed in your deeds, in your everyday living, in your behavior. God says through the prophet Hosea in Hosea 4, 6, my people, that's God's people, God's people even, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance not only is not bliss, but it will destroy you. And in fact, is destroying you right now, at this very moment, as you hear these words. You may have victory in some areas of your life for which you can be thankful, and we can rejoice with you. But nonetheless, we are all being destroyed in the areas of our lives that we do not know the truth about and the effect of the death of Christ on the cross regarding that area of our life. It was through the death of Christ on the cross of Calvary that we were redeemed from the curse, from every curse, no matter what it is. For it says in Galatians 3.13, Cursed is everyone who hangs upon a tree. 
Christ died on the tree or cross for us in our stead in order to redeem us from the curse, to reverse the curse that the first Adam brought upon the entire human lineage through his disobedience to the Word of God. This is Stephen Lambert. We trust you're enjoying this episode of The Real Truth. You can hear other episodes and send us your comments and questions at realtruthradio.com. If the church is going to walk into this place of intimacy with God, cultivating His presence in our midst, in our gatherings, and having His continual presence in all our kingdom endeavors. We must pursue God the same way Abraham, Elijah, and David did. We must rise up out of our carefully crafted world we have created, our homeland, the status quo, repent of our idolatry, self-worship, and insecurity, and with fear and trembling begin to pursue God, not on our terms, but on His, not according to our ways, but His. We must be willing to leave the dimension we are presently abiding and operating in and walk into the new dimension that He had ordained and is calling us into. The new thing is God's purpose now, and it trumps the old things. Once the new thing, the new paradigm, is revealed, the old things, the old paradigm, has come to pass and are now obsolete and ineffectual in the spirit realm. They may retain some effectiveness in the natural realm, but they will only produce natural results, not kingdom fruit. Our craving for the presence of God, personally and corporately, must outweigh our desire for ostensible security and motivate us to move to reposition ourselves on the other side of the line separating the new from the old. The longer we resist the new pattern and model, the more of our spiritual and natural capital we are wasting in the boondoggle of the old dimension. Unfortunately, because it tends to become rigid, inflexible, intransigent, unmalleable, obstinate, and resistant to change, theologically and institutionally, the church suffers from bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. The cause of our bipolar or split personality is our attempt to behold and operate in the dimension of the spirit while abiding in the carnal realm. Even those who pride themselves on being spirit-filled, as if there is any other kind of Christian, or what I think they really mean, spirit-baptized, want to perceive, behold, appropriate, 
possess the revelation of new dimensions of the Spirit, but from the spiritual place and vantage point. They don't want to have to make any kind of move or advancement toward God in order to possess or walk in the new dimension. But when it comes to vision or sight, our present spiritual state is much like our present physical state. It has limitations. We cannot see forever in the natural Rather, we can only see so far into the distance. Even when flying through the firmament at 10,000 feet in a 747, on one of those days that the skies are so clear or void of clouds that it invokes the description unlimited visibility in aviation transmissions, the fact of the matter is that the visibility really is limited to what the human eye can see. Our spiritual vision in our present spiritual estate, even when unfettered by clouds of unbelief, carnality, and human reason, even on our best days in our most spiritual state, is limited to being able to see only as far and as much as the Holy Spirit enables us to see and perceive. We only see in part and know in part. Now we are limited to the partial. In the day of perfection, when the perfect comes, when the perfect one comes and removes from us the imperfect, that is, the sin nature, then shall the limitations of our vision and visibility be removed from us. So, if we are going to behold or see the new thing God is doing, the new dimension He is wooing us to, we must leave our present place and move toward the sound of His voice by faith until we reach that place in the Spirit where the new thing begins to come into view and we can begin to behold it. Extolling, elucidating, and experiencing life in the Spirit is the goal of Spirit Life Magazine, located online at spiritlifemag.com. Powerful, relative, timely, and spiritually enriching articles by various Christian writers from a Spirit-filled, Spirit-baptized perspective at spiritlifemag.com. That's spiritlifemag.com. Oh, friend, if there's ever been a time when we, the body of Christ, believers, the church, need to know the truth, it is now. What we have known so far has not gotten the job done. What we have known so far has not 
enabled us to complete the mission and ministry of Jesus here on the earth. What we have known so far has been insufficient to adequately equip the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain unto the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of God unto a mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians 4, 12 through 13. What we have known so far has been insufficient to make every believer able ministers of Christ sent out into the harvest fields which Jesus said were white unto harvest. There's no problem with the harvest. The problem is that we have not equipped and trained and released enough able and effective workers into the harvest fields to bring in the harvest that is ripe unto gathering. God, send forth the gatherers, the harvesters. Send forth the trained and sent out laborers in the fields, white unto harvest. We need the new thing God is declaring and doing. Oh, listen, church, all who have ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church, hear the word of the Lord. A new day is dawning upon the true remnant church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church that Jesus is building. God is literally shaking everything that can be shaken in order that those things that remain be solely those things that cannot be shaken. The God-created things, the things which are truly born of the Spirit, birthed by the Spirit, those things that are of God's realm, the Spirit realm, and therefore are eternal. God is doing a new thing. Through the prophet Isaiah, God declared, Behold, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. Will you not be aware of it? The former things have all now come to pass. Now will I do a new thing. Will you be aware of it? Will you know that it is taking place when it is taking place, that I am doing a new thing? Oh, friends of God, believers in Christ, that is the question God is posing to you today. Will you be aware of the new thing God is doing? Are you tuned in and listening to the Spirit? The cloud of God's Spirit is moving. Will you move with it? Are you moving with the cloud, or will you be like those of whom Jesus spoke who say the old, that is the passé things, the passé ways, passé moves and emphases of the Spirit is good enough for me? I urge you who are listening today to gird up your loins and get ready to move with the cloud of God's Spirit.
for the head of the church is desiring to move his body into a new dimension of the spirit. Higher, higher, come up here with me, my beloved, the Lord says. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God, all things are possible, and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.